it's been a hard week. Um, I'm sitting on the couch right now and just like coming down from uh, like an all-encompassing panic attack <laughs> over the circumstances that we're in and new realizations about myself and about our living situation. Um, finances. Time. And of course how it all intersects. One thing I was just looking up was trying my best to understand my dynamic with my pets um for those who don't know i have two cats and a dog and they're relatively young the oldest is three uh and the youngest is like a year and a half or so and the entire pandemic like it was me at home either I mean, not either, in tandem, <laughs> taking care of, of the animals, working on my own, like, brand and, and finances so that I can, like, sustain myself and working on my autonomy and working through my mental health at the same time, um, and I feel like it's like only up until maybe recently is when I stopped or when I kind of like let go of the need to be the provider um, and kind of synced into the, the caretaker role, homemaker, homesteading role, just to, to give it a try. And um, completely giving myself to this role, I realized it's not for me <laughs> um, in the sense that like, I created this I guess personas coming to the forefront that that's all that I can be and that's all that like I should be just because um I convinced myself that like my pets need me and like I don't need to leave the house and you know covid um and that like I can make money at home or like spend my time like leaving the house for just a few hours and come back and do something in the house. And um, it made sense in the beginning. Like, it seemed like it was going to be plausible. And then I, like, further realized that it's just pretty impossible in this household. Um, I get pretty crazy living in here because of a multitude of reasons. A lot of it having to do with just facing all of, like, the parts of myself um, that grew up, that maybe didn't have enough time to fully um, reflect. I did a lot of like jumping into new things growing up to keep my mind busy and honestly avoid these hard emotions that I am feeling now. A lot of it being presented in like conversations I have with my parents um, conversations I have of myself seeing clear paths that I could take 
that it would be detrimental just because the patterns that I notice in my family members dynamic, I have seen them in previous dynamics with uh, me and Tim and me and my pets and my life. And I get like a clear visual of like, oh, is this who you want to be? I'm like, no. <laughs> and um, It completely like put me in a, like an existential crisis of like, oh, this isn't like my, my identity. Like I'm not going to be like the caretaker. And it, it took me a minute to really like embody it as opposed to just saying it out loud because I'll be like, yeah, like, you know, it's not my job to like do everything. And then I'd like do everything. And I've had to like catch myself in it and be like, okay, if I want help, I need to extend myself. I need to, to ask for it. And it's been getting a lot easier when I realize that I can rely on my partner um, because he is there. And things like getting food stamps have like mitigated so much of that pressure um, because not only was I kind of like the one who's doing grocery shopping, um, like making that my role, I was also like trying to figure out how much money to spend during the week so that like it could be allocated well and being able to have like extra income that I can like allocate specifically to food like clears up so much responsibility and it also like gives our dynamic Tim and I's dynamic peace of mind because we can divvy up these responsibilities a lot easier because we're not stressed about something else like finances um so that's been really rewarding by just taking initiative to do little things um, and something else we did was get rid of all my childhood furniture. That in itself was stressful because I was scared of not being trusted in my decision to get rid of things. Um, and it completely happened. Um, I was met, well, we were met with questions and um, disbelief and just cognitive dissonance which is something I just didn't want to deal with for the longest time but having a space that you can call your own and like kind of me like move around and decorate like to be your space makes a hell of a difference when you have to be in a space for a while um before the whole like layout was cluttered and just claustrophobic and there was so much stuff in there from over the years like back to when I was in like first grade that I needed to like let go of so I could create a new space for us to be in so now there's a ton of space and we have so much more opportunity to like create and um be more at peace and it be a space that we can like refuge to as opposed to feeling so like caught up in the the heaviness of what that room used to be and you know it's all energetic I think of how light that room is now there's not all this dark furniture that was like really clouding the 
the sunlight that can come through and like illuminate the space and now it's like one of the brightest spaces in the room um I'm just realizing that now that's one of the brightest spaces in the room right now and it just really makes me look at the rest of this house which another thing I live in my basically stepfather's house they're not married but um that's her partner and they love each other so I consider them partners in that sense um this is his house so it's not my house it's not a place that I grew up in but furniture that I grew up in is here and the ideologies are here so it's it's my house you know it's my mom's house um she lives in here so her energy is in here so I get a lot of that energy um reflecting back to me oh so I guess moving back to the kind of dynamic of my pets and I it's been a little bit more difficult in the sense that I just recently started a job and I say had because I no longer have that job um just recently started a job and once I started going I noticed that my that our pets were um changing their behaviors a bit so Egypt was peeing like on Forrest's bed um and then Forrest would pee on his bed because she peed on her bed on his bed and there'd be a lot more yelling a lot more clinginess um a lot more starving. Egypt will go on like a uh, a starving strike when um when I don't feed her. And it was starting to get pretty frustrating <laughs> um, because I was having to kind of come to terms with the fact that it's not that I shouldn't leave the house. It's that they don't know how to exist without me. And it made me come to terms with the fact that we are exhibiting a codependent dynamic because they really depended on me being anxious and me not wanting to go outside and me having to overcome a lot of the stress and PTSD and anxiety of uh, my mental health issues. They really relied on that for me to be at home and to tend to them. And for me to distract myself by taking care of them and feeling like I needed to uphold this responsibility of being caretaker um, while Tim was at work. And they needed that. They needed that to feel safe, just like I needed to be at home to feel safe. And now that I'm like, oh, I want to like be a social human being, <laughs> um, I almost felt guilty. I mean, I did feel guilty, I'm not going to lie. I felt guilty for like choosing myself, you know. And I had to realize that it's it's not about them it's not about like how much they need me to be this person in order for them to exist on their own it's that they need to be okay being on their own just like I do and even after looking it up about like quarantine pets because it's essentially what it is like being at home and then you know this huge transition of me going back to work and no one being at home that they're familiar with that they can like rely on as much as we do um because we give them a lot of care <laughs> um they're very loved so them not being on like the, the the schedule that they're used to um and the consistency that they're used to they're like whoa 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 what the fuck 
Um, so it took me a minute to really hearken and understand that this is like, this is what's happening. They're, they're very stressed that I'm leaving for like the whole day and then, you know, their dad's going home later than I do and it feels like we're not ever coming back to them. Um, but they don't, they, we can't like tell them that we're going to come back and that they, they should be okay, but they don't understand, but I was getting so overwhelmed, I was like, oh my god, like, what are we going to do, and how are we going to deal, because, you know, there'd be times of, like, like, Forrest would, like, pee on the floor, and it'd be such a big deal to my parents, and I would try and explain to them that it's it's not something that's going to be like consistent it's just a change that we have to adjust to that I'm going to work and he's stressed and he doesn't know how to communicate that he isn't sure that he can rely on my parents to take him out at the times that he's supposed to um so it just puts a lot of confusion and having to like breathe and be aware of how I'm talking to them for them to be able to empathize it's it's um, exhausting Ugh. it's so exhausting so I'm at the point where I just kind of like really think to myself first I'm like is this going to be beneficial to me are they even going to be uh, receptive um, and if not I just kind of don't talk to <laughs> and I'm just at that point where I've had enough conversations with them to understand that they're not in the position to be empathetic. They're not in the position to truly understand where I'm coming from. Um, and they're just going to ridicule me, um, which sucks. It feels horrible. It feels horrible to be dismissed um, and ridiculed and dehumanized. Um, for empathizing with my pets. <laughs> um, but it's not something that people normally do. I treat my my pets like my children. I treat them as fully conscious, communicative beings that have emotions, that have thoughts, that have feelings, that talk but don't talk how we do can communicate and can truly express what they want and what they need if you listen the right way and not a lot of people are willing to to do that and it's like I got so much of that from being with them all this time um you're snoring that's Bella (laughs) um so um the next part about it of this like week is that Tim got COVID and it threw us for a loop because I believe we're some of the like healthiest people ever. And I think the most stupid thing about it is that there is nothing we could do about it because we're forced to go to work to make money to to not be stressed about where our food's going to come from or not be stressed about bills. And 
living our lives and attempting to think about saving because saving is honestly a facade for people of color who are marginalized. It was inevitable because the people here really don't care. (laughs) Um, In fact, most of the people here who are making the conscious decision to not be vaccinated in this sense, they're still not making an active decision to like think about their health choices in an all-encompassing sense. So when people are making decisions to not participate in health, such as vaccines, and simultaneously not participating in being aware of their health choices in a bigger lens um, is dangerous. (laughs) It's dangerous for a lot of people, and it's dangerous for people like us. Um, And it's frustrating. It's frustrating that people like us who work in the food service industry, work around, you know, kids that do these jobs where you have to be in interaction with a lot of people, it puts us at risk whether we like it or not and it's not fair it's frustrating it makes me not want to (laughs) work it makes me not want to leave the house again it makes me want to avoid people it makes me not want to trust people it makes me lose faith in humanity. <laughs> um, but I know above anything, I'm glad that we have like tools to keep us healthy and keep us from getting sick. Thankfully, I tested negative. But at the same time, I'm, I'm doing the same things that I'm, I'm doing for Tim, in this sense, that we're doing for each other. Um, so that I don't get sick. So that I don't spread anything. You know, I really wanted to go out today, but it would not be smart. <laughs> you know, because I'm with him. I've been with him for like since he's been sick, which has been the past couple of days, and we sleep next to each other. So me going outside is just really unethical. So I don't. And it's just a conscious decision that I just tried to, you know, just realize that I, I'm i going to make. You know, I'm not going to go outside today. I'm going to stay in and find more ways to build my autonomy um, like I've been doing and plan for when I can leave out and, and, and start putting these ideas out and being around people again that I care about. But right now, I would be foolish to leave. Like, absolutely foolish to leave. Because it is so easy to forget about things like touching door handles and touching grocery carts, touching buttons on the cash register, in the checkout screen, touching things on the food shelf, you know, hugging people, 
all these little things that you may not even consider or may not even remember that you're doing because it's just such an unconscious thing that could easily, easily get you sick on a normal day outside of COVID. could get you a cold or the flu because it's super cold right now and people's immune systems are low. And if you're not actively in the headspace that like everyone's touching everything, you could get sick. <laughs> it's just something that'll happen. So no matter how much we've supplemented, how much tea we've consumed, how much healthy food we have, you work in the food service industry, you work in service, you know, these like very important jobs that people do to keep the fucking world going, you will get COVID whether you like it or not, because we cannot control the way people choose to live their lives so if people are making conscious decisions to not be empathetic and considerate um things like this can happen and accepting that is or not even accepting because i'm not going to accept this shit it's fucked up um understanding that this is what can happen in this stupid society um makes way for change I'm currently building a something. <laughs> um, I'm coming up with some stuff, brains, putting together things. It's remembering a lot of like what I was interested in and like what I'm truly passionate about. A lot of my anger has been fueled into this um, as a way to kind of channel it into something really creative. And um, I just love talking about wellness. <laughs> I love talking about food access. I love talking about living a good life. I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do to like create financial autonomy for myself because I really want that. I want to have access to money so that we can make decisions about our lives because you live at home considered a kid no matter how old you are there's a lot of projections going on about what decisions you can make in someone else's house I'm tired of it I want to feel like I can up and leave when I want to like I have in the past so I'm really going to think long and hard about what direction I want to go to in order for me to make that happen. Working here is kind of like a dead end because it's like a threshold (laughs) of money you can make here, honestly. It's going to bring me back to probably coaching, helping people. bringing people resources building community all of that sounds really nice it sounds like things that I've always been attracted to and just didn't know how to do it didn't know how to monetize it in a way that 
didn't consume me. Oh, I want to learn how to not be so scared of money. So that way I can make money. <laughs> but that's been the week. Lots of reflection, lots of scary changes and understandings about the way life is right now and lots of redirection hoping for more opportunities to come <laughs>